Uh, hello world, uh, I'm Cram and this is The Tune In. Uh, it's Pedestrian's podcast getting to know our pick of some of Australia's most exciting emerging acts heading into 2020. Uh, we're brought to you by our good friends at Jack Daniels. Um, look, we're here at the ESPY, the iconic Australian music mecca in St Kilda in Melbourne. Um, a fantastic place. I've played here many times. It's just a perfect place to be here now. Today, I'm feeling enlightened and excited um, to have Talia here. And uh, she's here with me to chat and tell me who she is and what she's doing and all that beautiful stuff. So please welcome to the show, Talia. Thank you. (laughs) I just love your song, Company. And there's a number of reasons why, okay? And I got very sentimental. Is that Kate Patterson in that film clip? Around that way, Mornington? Okay, so that's one reason. The next thing is there's in that clip is there's a trampoline scene with kids on it. Is that, are they friends of yours or your brothers and sisters? That's actually me and my um, two brothers and my little cousin. Oh, my God. So, like, is that an old video? Yeah, so the whole thing was filmed on um, my family's old camcorder. So oh. I, when I was doing it, I found the old tapes and went through the old tapes and found these little videos of us when we were younger. So I was like, i got to chuck them in because so it's did all you, about... Did you do the, the film clip on that camcorder? Yes. Uh-huh. It was a nightmare getting all, it, like, all of it off because it's such an old camera. Yeah. But I got it. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did because I was thinking, oh, she's so cool and retro and, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, and it's such a great story because, like... Not long ago, that I mean, that image of kids, like mm. my kids on or me or my yeah. friends on a trampoline in the backyard is really beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. And so that's you out the, out the window looking at the at yourself in the... Yeah, yeah that's not, me. Trying not so, to drop the camcorder <laughs> yes, on the road and smash pretty it. Pretty much, pretty much. It was a bumpy road too, so Got I was like, oh, shit. There. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was mainly um, me on the camcorder and then... When it was me getting filmed, my mm. two mates were with me and they helped me film it all as well. Oh, so, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so I had a real sense of sentimentality about it and um, I just wanted to, to know what your thoughts are on that song. Does that Do you have a similar – I know you just put it out, but mm. is it a it, quite a sentimental feeling in well, the lyric and the space it of is. it? So when I wrote it, um, it was more about, you know, a guy that I liked and – you know, I wanted his company, but I thought it wasn't a bad idea. But then going through like this year and it's the end of school and um, it's kind of turned into more like, like you know, because I'm leaving school mm. and my friends, which obviously I'll see most of them, but it's just like, you know, kind of it's turning to that for me. Like yeah. it is, it really like hits home and like they were all singing it um, like last week, they were all seeing it, and I was really? just—I like, just got all teary because oh, I was like, "Fire!" Because it's like, you know, like, I don't know, just like wanting someone's company, yeah. like, and it's just, yeah, it was so nice. And then also with the video clip, I did want it to be, and like after finding those videos of when we were younger as well, mm. it just it turned into something yeah. like real sentimental, and I wanted it to show who I was as well, and yeah. you know, like where I grew it's up. It's kind of revealing of the past mm. and almost looking forward to the future in a sentimental yeah. way. Yeah. It's really interesting because 
I just thought it was such a mature song, and I don't mean that in a disparaging mm. way. Oh, you're so mature. <laughs> you're a fantastic. Wow. But just in the terms of the emotional nature, I've, I believe when we write really great songs, emotional songs, they just come out. Mm. Like, and it's almost like you've got to cope with this other person in the rooms going, are you going to let me out now? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Am I, am I open to revealing myself? Mm. Like was that a conscious decision with that song that you wanted to say, this is how I'm feeling? Or it was more a case of like, I've got this song, it's been written, I guess I better put it out, you know? Well, no, not really. It was just more, well, I was, I did need a song for Unearthed yeah. um, High and I really wanted to upload onto, onto the Triple J Unearthed High comp. Um, and it was there and I wrote it and we were like, I think this is going to work. And because when I did write it, um, I wrote it at the start of this year and then brought it in and we we're like, yep, this is the one um, as like a first release. And it's still like when you get down to the meaning and everything of it, like that's like the best thing about music though Absolutely. is that everybody has a different um, like view of the song and then can make it theirs. I just I noticed also watching um, is Damien, is that your manager? Damien, yes. He's just got such a great joy about working with you. Like I only, I only sort of barely talk to him. Yes, I'm talking about you, brother. <laughs> and there's just this beautiful grin and like so I'm very much about the relationships mm. that you, people that you meet in, in music because we're all part of the same family and the same tribe. I'm actually very sentimental for a long-haired guy. But look. <laughs> <laughs> um, with regards to that song, how did you record it? Is that a – did you go to a producer? Did you do it yourself at home? And because I've got a bit of a story about Mornington Peninsula yeah. and there's a studio down there that I think yeah. you'd be interested in. But you tell me. Yeah, so um, I went to a guy called Sam Sproul um, mm -hmm. who has a little home studio in Coburg. Yep. So I just travel up there and you know, I brought him the song and then we were kind of trying to get an idea of where – it should go as production well. Production-wise? Yeah, production-wise because it was just... You'd already had the arrangement worked out and what did yeah. you do on... What What did you do the demo on at home? Like It was just a voice memo. Oh, right, yep. sick. Yeah, I love so that, it was just me and my guitar yeah. and I just yeah. recorded it, sent it through and we're like... And then um, I went in to meet Sam and he's like, I really think... Um, because I had a big bunch of songs there because mm. I'd, I'd been writing for... Like I just had a big bunch of songs there. I was... What, why did you choose that one, that one over the other ones? What made it that just, stand up? It was more like um, like it had it was catchy. Like some of my other songs, they're more you know very mellow and. Well, I can um, remember it. I've only I've I listened to it a few times. Yeah, so you see if I can remember. I'm going to try this different. Um, <laughs> company, <Yes>. my company, <laughs> do, 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 my company. Sorry, I don't yes. remember the lyrics. So it's just like oh, it's Yay. like a beautiful warm hug and a fist. <laughs> in the air at the same oh time, God, a slow crazy. fist in the air, yeah. <laughs> standing on the on the, on the the cliffs of Cape Patterson. Oh, yes. We've got to do that sometime. Like. Yes. Anyway, sorry, I sidetracked you. but um, And so how was the transition from demo mm. to, you know, song, beats, it was, production? Because yeah. it's such a big thing now that yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't the case I remember years ago. Mm. There's so many more fantastic um, solo artists who are getting into production really early yeah. as a way to, for their art. Mm. to reveal itself mm. and it's sort of in your consciousness much more than it say would have been in yeah. mine. So what's where does that go? Have you got well, ideas where you go in? Um, a lot of the time, yeah, when I'm writing, um, I can hear where it 
is going not so much like when I wrote that and my other stuff not really mm. I was kind of always because it was always just me and my guitar like that's all oh just like piano or whatever and so I I'd, like it was kind of really scary going into there yeah. and then having someone getting serious now getting serious <laughs> and like working on the song and putting all these things in like it it was it was weird to um see it transition from mm. such like a like acoustic vibe and then to this. But, but then again, it was so cool because I'd never done anything like that. To well, you're transitioning songs. as well. Yeah, exactly. In that moment, you literally yeah. you walk into that studio one person mm. and you come out the same but slightly mm. different. So um, I wanted to ask you about your first ever gig and when your next gig is. So Ooh. first ever gig, like first what was it like? Gig. And where was it and what happened? First ever gig. doesn't matter I if it's think, crap. They usually yeah, are. Yeah. I, well, I started busking. Okay. Um, and then I got local gigs from that. Like just In people Mornington? Walking down past. that way? Yeah, yep. um, on the Mornington Peninsula. There's lots of like wineries and everything. So I think I um, was up at a – oh, my God, you got me thinking. I think I, I would have been at like a brewery or something okay. locally. And yeah. were you nervous? Like was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely, but then also your um, more background music and, like, mm. if you see someone, like, tapping their foot, you're like, oh, my God, yeah. I've got someone. Yeah, like, that's it. This is so cool. Put your, put <laughs> yeah. your dinner down, you know. Yeah. It's funny because um, um, so for a long time uh, Wally uh, Gautier had a studio down there yeah. and I know Wally yeah. and his, I've been to his studio down yeah. there. It's the most amazing thing. He has this incredible uh, collection of um, musical squeezable animals. Okay. <laughs> and the most amazing collection of synthesizers. Yeah. He's the sweetest, most awesome guy. He doesn't live down there, but I think his parents still do. Yeah. And you're the only person, other person other than Wally that's from Mornington that yeah. I've ever met. Yeah. So it's <laughs> a good go. comment. I had this images. Imagine like Talia and Wally doing a song together. Yeah. It'd be sick, you know. How are um, you finding the label experience and everyone there is really cool. and Like everyone that I've met so far is just so like willing to help out and just genuine and nice, mm. which is really cool because you hear all those stories as well of, you know, people getting like stuffed around and all that stuff. But I guess that is also Damien. Like Damien is, mm. he's so, In he, terms just, of he who just picks, he chooses yeah, mm. yeah. And just because he's so genuine and then he finds those people for me as well and who would you find work that, well with me. That's a really, I mean, um, Spider-Bates had the same manager for, so many years and she, Fiona, um, such an important part of the the family of the band. And mm. I know there's, there's great examples of like um, say you two have had the same manager for like 40 years and he gets an equal share of the money. They've always yeah. split their money in this. Just the management and how their belief in the artist yeah. and being – because it is, it is, you are, it is a quite a fraught existence mm. in terms of your emotions. Highs and lows never sort of change. And they just just to have someone who believes in you and is looking oh, out for you. Yeah, but the no, main definitely. the main reason I think most people want to be managers is that they just love music mm. and they wouldn't do it unless they just love listening to you and doing it. And it's just such an important um, relationship to have. So I reckon that's really great that you've got that so yeah. young. Yeah, and I'm I know really lucky. I know yeah. quite a few other artists who are similar. Okay, so now I'm going to change places. Not literally, but figuratively, <laughs> uh, with Talia, and she's gonna interview me instead of me interviewing her. Okay, you ready? Yep. Okay, go for it. I'm ready. So obviously, Cram, you've been in the industry for a while, and I just kind of want to know. I also want to know your story, because mm. I want to know, 
like what were your first steps and then how did you, you know? It's not dissimilar to you. Yeah. Um, I'm also a small town person. Mm. So Spider Bait all grew up in the same small town in the Riverina. So it's probably about you know, four hours north of Melbourne. Tiny town. I actually flew over it today and I looked out the window and it's it's like a dot and it's yeah. so dry at the moment. It's just oh, that, no. you get oh. that weird concept where um, I, I remember reading um, stories about when Frank Sinatra would go back to Hoboken, New Jersey and just, my God, how did I ever and almost have a sense of non-belief that he ever came from that place and yet at the same time with this huge rush of sentimentality and belonging and that's what the small town is. In some ways our band is an embodiment of that because all, we all grew up together and we're all from the same place and to become this big band yeah. was a real trip. Um, so the, the story of us is one thing um, and you, even if we were about to go on stage, main stage of Splendour in the Grass, mm. if you came and had a chat to us before we went on stage and I hope you do one day, we'd just be saying, oh, you know, how's your, what's going on? How's yeah. your mum? And... <laughs> Da, da, da. It's like, you know, we're so just super relaxed almost yeah. to the point of being sedated. <laughs> so, and I worked this out. We went on, when we go on stage, it's just like this huge surprise. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, woo, <laughs> a thousand people are. So there's a sense of non-preparation, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the way I do yeah. this stuff. But for me personally, similar thing of, this, of the sense of I never really thought that I could do this, but secretly it was all I ever really wanted yeah. to do. So deep down, and I also think as an Australian we're not very comfortable with blowing our own trumpet and like saying I'm really great and I yeah. want to do this. It's like, oh, you know, no, which is a very noble mm. thing in my opinion but also can sometimes hold us back and um, just that whole thing of always try and tell people younger than me that are doing stuff, just just go for it and believe in yourself but also do you not have to change who you are? Yeah. Like and that's that's a that's the space. But same thing, didn't know what we were doing until we got a manager who could do all that stuff for us and get us shows and then all of the things behind the scenes that helped and just trying to do the best stuff that you can do to hopefully make it happen for you. And that's mm. still going on now. Like I still, I feel like I can sing better now than I did like years ago and that's weird. I never would have expected that. So you just never know. I think also... You have to be a lover of the unknown to do this sort of work and it isn't for everyone because people like a really steadiness. But I think we're troubadours and we, we love the adventure. And mm. so when things work out and when they don't, it's essentially the same thing. Mm. So the main thing is just, just to stay there and, and be try to be who you are and yeah. hopefully work that out along the way. Mm. I just also wanted to ask you about the story that I heard that you broke your leg. Oh, Is that yes. true? And yes. that's how you got into music? <laughs> Yeah. So, well, I've always loved music um, and I was up at the farm and I was riding a horse. I fell off the horse and oh. broke my ankle and then I guess, you know, recovering and I was in a wheelchair for like two months and then wow. the whole – like, I, and then it was like four months after that, like just like crutches and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and just all that time – you know, so what did you not do? doing anything. I just wrote songs. Just on yeah. guitar? Oh, yeah, guitar, wow. piano. Yeah, I just that's when like my songwriting like really grew as mm. well. And I was kind of more um, like taking in everyone around me, like their experience and their feelings and then bringing it into my songs as well. Do you reckon that a little bit is because you were 
um, injured and you mm. were sort of stuck. So you, yeah. had, you, had a, you had a space where you had to watch the world go yeah. by. So I had this thing earlier this year where my, uh, my back went on me and mm. it was really, I'm really active and yeah. pretty fit. Um, and I just couldn't hardly walk mm. one day. Got a walking stick. And I had gigs to do, and I remember going through the airport oh just no. like, yeah, like so yeah. slowly. <laughs> and you realise that people are in the two two categories. They're in the, um, Dale, can I help you? Are you okay? Mm. Or get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's really interesting. I had this image of you just sitting there, and the world mm. revolving around you, and you yeah. kind of being a sponge, and almost yeah. it almost having an effect of galvanising mm. and solidifying. Ideas that maybe were already there in your subconscious, and mm. and like it's so it's not just a great story; it's actually a piece of luck. It's probably the best broken ankle oh, you've ever you know, had in your I life. Am, you know, <laughs> I always say everything happens for a reason, yeah, and I am so glad that I broke my ankle. It sounds so weird that I'm saying that. I'm but, glad you are because you're here, yeah. here today with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe if I didn't do my back, I wouldn't have got this gig. So, yeah. like, this is sick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, two questions. One is, who are you? And the next one will be. Who will you be or who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. So so Tulia, is that right? Talia. Talia. Let's see, we talked for so long I completely forgot <laughs> how to say your name. That's it. Awesome chick. Okay. Uh, Talia, who is Talia? So right I now, am... Right now, who is Talia? Right, right now, now, I am 18 years old. I um, live down on the Mornington Peninsula. Um, I... Uh, it's so it's so funny when people ask you this. It's an annoying isn't question, it? isn't it's it? Like... I didn't write it, but I really like it. So, yeah, 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 no, it's cool. Rachel, you can read Rachel yeah. for that one. She's good I, um... at this though. <laughs> I grew up on a farm and I now have have got my four chickens. I love my chickens. They're wow. very cute. I've got Bob, Nugget, Peckers, and um, Gravy. So oh my they're, God, they're I my saw little girls. Yeah. That's at the end of the clip. Yes, that's That's going to finish this that's thing nugget. because, oh, my God, my own daughter, right, she goes to a Steiner school Yeah, and one of her favourite things is to nestle a to chicken. chicken. And I had this moment of like, oh, my God, this is sick. Like it's all happening for a reason. Yeah. Right, okay. Keep, sorry, I butted in on yeah, your answer. So, okay. so they're my girls. Um, wow. um, yeah, like we were saying before, I fell off a horse and just started riding mm. crazily um, and – I am. Um, Did I, you start to imagine that you wanted to be a singer I, and be doing like we have a manager and do gigs and play with Amy no, Sharp? I and would be talking never to me? have thought that any of this like would happen. Would you um, have liked it to happen? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah cool. But then again, I also didn't know that this kind of stuff does happen. Like, because yeah. I just kind of thought, you know, write music, you put it out, but there's so much more to it. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, it was. Um, at the start of the year and I met Damien and then, you know, it was really cool because he believed in me and yeah. got things going and helped me out on what I should be doing and everything, like as in all the social stuff and, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and then I'm hoping to be. Yeah, who, do you, who are you? It's like you can, you can answer it in two different ways. Mm. You can say who you think you'll be. Yeah. Um, and also what you'd hope to be, like what do you, who you, where you would imagine it, if it's the same thing, but you can just answer it any way you like. I, I just really hope to be like later on down the track, just keep writing music mm. and having people connect with my music yeah. and just be, I guess, in, like inspire people 
through that and just like bring people together and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope that people, yeah, just connect because that's really all that like that's the only reason why I do it is just because yeah. when someone comes up to you and is like, "Whoa, like I just got a little tear in my eye or something," then yeah. that's like, oh, yeah, like I don't, I just want to keep doing this forever. Like it's that yeah. it's those little things that, um, that just like spark or just like make me want to keep doing music and yeah. It, yeah. It's funny because mm. the the concept in a way I see is it's like there's the one and then there's the many, mm. but they're all everyone's kind of the same. Mm. So you're doing it for yourself because you just it's I say it's yeah, like it's a, for me it's it's a compulsion. Mm. It just comes out. And if someone else connects with that, it's like you've it it reaffirms the reason for doing it makes you want to do more but it also um, creates another dynamic that's a new version of the same thing that you did when you first had that that mm. song and you went, wow, this yeah. is great. And that can be, you know, 50,000 people all feeling the same thing. Artists, I'm a great believer in the symbiosis of the, of the artists and audience and so if I come out to the crowd and want to get them to do stuff, they inspire me, inspiring them, inspiring me, inspiring them and it just turns mm. into a Mandelbrot <laughs> set, you know, of awesomeness. Yeah. So... <laughs> I just want to say that your wishes, I believe, um, have a great chance of succeeding because your voice is so beautiful and it's such a – you've got an old voice. So I think you're going to sing amazing for many, many years and I just can't wait to see and listen to your stories and see you play live and I want to wish you all the best and thank you so much for coming on to the tune in. Thank you for having me. And (laughs) thank you so much to Talia. If you want to hear some more podcasts like uh, the TuneIn, visit uh, the Pedestrian Podcast Network and subscribe to our channels on iTunes, YouTube and Spotify and all other places where good podcasts are heard.